Welcome to Simulator Review, helping you find quality flight simulation with the world's most comprehensive listings and reviews of simulators. A warm welcome to episode 6 of our podcast for the flight simulation community. My name is Alexis and I'm joined again by my two colleagues from simulatorreview.com, Andrew. Hi there. And Elliot. Hello. If you've listened to our previous episodes, thanks for returning. If you're new to our podcast, then hello and welcome and have a listen to our previous episodes, specifically episodes 1 and 2 for an introduction to us and some background on our website simulatorreview.com. In this episode, we will have a look at another of our blue pin feature reviews for a simulator venue which we visited. We previously looked at simulator adventures in Manchester in the UK in episode 4. This time, we're going further afield to Brazil and to Delta 5 in Sao Paulo. We want to give you some background to our review and a bit of a discussion of what we thought the venue was like. But first, our regular simulator news update covering news at simulatorreview.com and in the wider simulation community. And as usual, for this, it's over to Elliot. Hi, Elliot. So what sim news have you got for us for this episode? So I thought we'd look at a Canadian manufacturer called Flight Deck Solutions. And we're quite aware uh, when we go out and visit simulators that a lot of them use Flight Deck Solutions parts. So Flight Deck Solutions are a manufacturer and they produce all sorts of aircraft from an A320, 747, 777, etc. Uh, and these can be component parts, or you can buy a complete turnkey fixed base simulator yourselves. So they recently, they've put out some new products and updated their, their product line. And I thought we'd just have a look at a few of those uh, that they've got out now. Uh, first one I noticed, they've got a 787 product now available. And this looks really, really nice. Uh, there's lots of accuracies that we like to see. They've got electronic flight bag screen on the side. The tiller is very different to your, your normal Boeing tiller, so they've done that nicely. And the oxygen mask stowage and controls are all very accurate. That's nice to see. Uh, the center console is very good. Attention to detail, the 787 has some odd flap settings, so flap 17 for Andrew, that would surprise you, etc. So they've done all of that, and that's all very uh, very nicely done in there. It's got electronic crew seats. That's not something we often see uh, in the simulators uh, or modelled correctly, so they work. And then the displays uh, that the avionics are put on, the very big screens in the 787 uh, running across, and they, they all look great as well. Uh, we know of one 787 simulator already uh, at Luxury Flight in Nagoya in Japan. That's a nice place, but hopefully we'll see more of these 787s starting to crop up. There is one uh, issue, and I know it's one of Andrew's big bugbears uh, when we look at uh, these sort of products, and the yoke. Uh, we notice on Flight Deck Solutions yoke on their 777 model. It's actually a 767 yoke. Uh, they haven't updated it to a 777. So I was looking forward to seeing on the 787 uh, an updated yoke. And again, it's uh, just a black painted 767 yoke, so it's not uh, particularly accurate. And uh, also it's got no head-up display, which I thought that'd be a fairly fairly simple addition. Probably not cheap, but a fairly simple addition to put on, 
considering you can get it in cars like BMWs these days, but that was missing as well. But overall, that's going to be exciting and a, a good product to see. Uh, the next product that I noticed, they've got a new 737 throttle and uh, they've updated it for the Max and the NG. So there's subtle differences between the two of them. In the, the NG, you have fuel cutoff switches, so there are sort of more up and down levers like in the classic 737s I flew. They've got on the Max, it's fuel control switches, so that's very similar to the 777 that I used to fly. So they had, Boeing had to change there, so they've done that well. And they've got the subtle differences in colouring quite right. So, again, the accuracy that we look for is good. Uh, often, when we go to 737s, we find that the thrust levers are a little bit flimsy or they've got the wrong colouring. So, this one's really, really nice. Fully motorised, they feel good, and uh, a prime candidate for a simulator to retrofit. A new CDU, so that's the display unit for the FMC, the interface between the pilot and the flight management computers. They've got a new one of those. And then lastly, which is our really big thing that we look for when we go out and see simulators, are they've released, uh, or released sorry, some accurate crew seats, and uh, they've patented their design as crew seats. So they're going to have exceptional sort of functionality, very accurate. The colorings are very accurate. And uh, on the Boeing ones, they've even got the lamb's wool. For those of us in the UK, that's sheepskin. But they've got the Boeing lambs wool covering as well. So they're going to be great seats and, again, prime candidates to retrofit into some of the sims that we've been to. Uh, and that's it for this week, Alexis. Thanks. So great to hear about um, the 787 sim. And it would be fantastic if we saw more of those around. As we've seen from our database, the simulator market's dominated by 737s and A320s, uh, with only a few 777s perhaps scattered around. Very few 787s, very few Airbus A350s. Both of those would be great additions to see. Yeah, and uh, Flight Deck Solutions, the nice thing there is their products are priced pretty well. You know, if somebody's going to start a business and buy a simulator, they're a reasonable price. You know, it's not 10, 15 million that the airlines are spending on full motion. And it's also, it's... um, it's a, a proper turnkey solution. So you go along, you say, right, I would like this simulator. And it's delivered to you in a box uh, as it is. So um, it, it's a very simple product for a, a business to incorporate. Yeah, they're certainly one of the, if not the biggest supplier into the the market of simulator venues, I think. Um, there are a few others we we know about and have seen elsewhere. So thanks for that, Elliot. Uh, Some interesting news there this week, and we'll look forward to the next update for our next episode. This week's main topic is a discussion about one of our Bluepin featured reviews, and it's Delta V in Sao Paulo, Brazil. These featured reviews are the top-level ones where we have been to the venue and done a thorough in-person review to really bring you all the detail about what the venue offers and what the simulators are like. Andrew visited Delta 5 earlier this year, and it seems to be an impressive venue. So, Andrew, if I can ask, what really interested you in visiting this venue? Uh, when we were looking at venues to visit, we saw with Delta 5, it's a six-simulator setup. It's uh, heavily into JET and IR-type training, but has then also the mix of uh, simulators available to the public. So it was very uh, tempting to reach out to them and see if they could accommodate us for a visit, which uh, you helped organize that, Alexis. And that's one thing that really impressed me overall from the initial very positive reaction from them about 
uh, organizing the time for me to be there. It was just consistent right across. They, it was a warm, friendly welcome when you're there. It's a nice presentation of a building. It's on an airport itself. Uh, just a real professional and friendly setup. And uh, I think that's one of the things that marked it out for me. Very easy to talk with. Uh, Jose was an excellent host. And one even got taken out to lunch and the odd coffee. So it was a really pleasant day out for me. Although I think we're three hours, nearly four hours. So it gave up a lot of time. Yeah, it takes a while for uh, to get through six simulators, so uh, it was an excellent experience. It is impressive. I mean, having a look at it, it's one of the few places we've seen where they have six simulators, which is a lot, and a really impressive range from what I was looking at. You know, going from uh, the Barons at one end of the range all the way up to the A320s and 737s, it, it's it's certainly more than we've seen elsewhere, um, and it's, it really obviously made us want to go and visit. What was your feeling then on all the simulators if you can kind of talk us through what specifically they have and what your thoughts were on them Andrew. Yeah uh, sure so there's starting with the Baron 58 I think the overall comment would be they've really thought through the simulators they need to target the markets they're they're wanting to provide Uh, so obviously instrument rating and jet training is I think it's around 80-85% of their business. So in terms of less, you know, hiring simulators to the general public is a small part of their business. So if you look at their Baron 58s, uh, their advanced aviation training devices, and they're a single you know, flat panel, but the replication within the cockpit itself is very accurate. They provide not only the glass cockpit with the Garmin 1000 setup, but also they have the traditional... Uh, dials and uh, with the uh, panel and the other one handle nicely and despite really being directed towards uh, the ir type side of things single pilot ops it's still really good detail around we just had a little circuit around and take off and landing at uh, sao paulo itself and really good detail you know road traffic nice detail on the ground good weather so running that uh, prepare 3d software which is on all of them barring i think explain on the helicopter uh, you know a really nice setup so that's targeted nicely for the uh, lower level type training uh, moving on to king airs and uh, here we step up to the uh, ftd or flight training device level four which is uh, all the other simulators apart again helicopter that's advanced uh, trainer so the King Air is really set up there at the airport itself. There's uh, service providers of King Air type aircraft, and so they use Delta Five for their training for their chaps. And so the King Air is a true replication of that flight deck, uh, multi-crew. And that one too has got a nice curved screen, so it gives a bit more perspective and uh, reality to the chaps using it. And again, the Pair 3D software does, it, does a really nice job. I've never flown King Air, so I don't quite know how the flight dynamics and everything work on that. Uh, but in terms of FTD, it, that's a level below, obviously, your normal, uh, your full flight simulation. So it doesn't have to be as accurate. But 110-degree uh, wraparound screen was really nice and a nice setup. Then we moved on to the big boys of the 320 and the 737. 320, so Airbus, I've never flown. Uh, so it was a little bit harder for me to judge in terms of how those flight dynamics and the controls and everything work. But having spoken with Elliot, who's uh, got a lot of time now on the 320, 
you know, it sounded like they've done that really nicely. Um, we'll talk about the seats towards the end, about one of the sort of niggles about that. But uh, it's good wraparound, 220 degrees set up for the 320, three projector units. Again, all fixed space, of course. Uh, nice instruments, panels look good, patrols felt as they should do in a real aircraft. And again, running the Lockheed Martin's uh, Prepare 3D software. Uh, full visuals in terms of weather environment, you know, snow and rain, we tested that out. The rain wasn't quite as effective as I thought on the front screens, but certainly on the side panels, side screens that look really good. It's got a full CB setup, although that panel is not an operational, you don't require that for the air training, uh, but otherwise a full immersive environment uh, with the 320. 7.3, obviously a bit more experience on uh, 737s. This is uh, the new generation setup for, again, full wraparound, running the same type of software. Uh, I think they're modeling it off the 800NG series. And uh, it worked really nicely. Did a bit more flying in this, obviously, because I knew how to fly that as opposed to the Airbus. And, uh, yeah, it did really well. Uh, <laughs> the... Um, yeah, real man's flying Boeing stuff. Yeah, real, real stuff. Oh, well, I was, I was going to ask Andrew. Um, you've probably been in a similar position that I was when I tried the Simulator Adventures simulator earlier this year. I'd never flown an Airbus simulator, and I'd always flown Boeings. And the first time I'd flown an Airbus simulator, um, I suddenly realised it's very easy to fly, isn't it, compared to a Boeing? I, I'm amazed those guys have paid what they are on the Airbus. It's really surprising the airlines, you know, cop those costs. You know, it's... Uh... <laughs> and I'm just amazed at the cheek of my two <laughs> colleagues. <laughs> but, uh, I think Al's comments has stuck with me with Airbus. So he, he's come off Boeing onto Airbus was. In terms of the short-haul model, you know, for all credit to Airbus, it's a much... Uh, it's a simpler, but it's a more uh, pleasant environment for the guys, particularly in the short-haul networks. Easier environment for people working in. Do you remember on the 737, we used to have to touch nearly every switch in the flight deck on a mm -hmm. turnaround. There was a, a setting or a, something that had to be altered or changed. Mm -hmm. The Airbus is uh, it's much more pleasant for a, a day out. Yeah, it's, it's more advanced ergonomics. It's more advanced system design. I, I think it's it's a it's a more integrated environment f for stopping the pilot doing too much. I guess it's which is much more of an Airbus philosophy than compared to a Boeing. That that's perhaps a different podcast uh, at some other point. Well, I was going to say I was thinking maybe we weren't going to get into Airbus versus Boeing until podcast <laughs> ten, maybe. But uh, <laughs> it sounds like we might do one earlier than that. We have already. It'd be really interesting to do one, actually, on uh, their philosophical design differences. But uh, moving on with the... Uh, so 7.3 was really good. I, I did comment in the article, wrote on it, uh, as I deliberately, of course, got low on the glide to test the uh, the uh, systems. <laughs> it was more that I got low on the glide and noticed, and then wondering why the flight directors were not guiding me back to where the correct, correct part of the glide was. And so I thought, well, let's see what it does. And it provided no guidance to pitch up. So uh, one had to manually do it. Outrageous for an airline pilot. But uh, And one had to actually go around from that because an aircraft suddenly appeared at the end of the runway taking off towards us. So um, the go around uh, worked quite nicely. But again, really nice visuals and a really nice setup uh, for flight uh, Delta Five. And reading the review as well, if that wasn't enough for you to have all this range of aircraft, they have a helicopter as well. 
Yes, yes. And, and it's something we haven't seen very much. Elliot and I saw one when we went to D-Side, when we went to see them there in the UK. But yeah, helicopter simulator as well. So what did you make of that? That I'm really bad at rotary. But as I mentioned in the article, it's literally the first time I've sat in a simulated or real you know, rotary. It's a, I've never been in a helicopter. So that was really good to uh, to experience that. It it looks a nice, solid setup that simulated too. It felt really robust and steady. It was a nicely integrated flight deck, you know, PFD, full multifunctional display with a full autopilot capability, auto hover and all that, which would have been useful for me to engage. And I think this one was running X-Plane, yes. So the X-Plane software, you did notice a slight difference in that. Again, it's a flat panel, single projector setup. Obviously, didn't spend as much uh, time on, and that sort of it was at towards the end, and it already taken up a lot of their time. And one needed to get to lunch. I mean, one needed to, you know, progress the uh, <laughs> the review. So, those were the the six simulators they had. Really nice for what they're targeting there, and I really enjoyed, uh, especially going back to the single seat uh, Baron stuff. You know, it's been a long time since I've uh, tried to fly one of those. Yes, it almost sounds slightly churlish to, to really ask about if there was anything negative and what that was, because it seems that we've obviously seen venues elsewhere they've, where, where we've thought they were kind of gold-standard venues, but it's usually with one simulator alone that they've obviously concentrated their efforts in, whereas Sao Paulo, uh, Delta V, they've you know, got six simulators, all seemingly very high quality. It's not something we've seen, but if there were any negatives, would, are there any ones you can think of in terms of the simulators? Uh, not particularly. I guess the seats was just the one I noticed the most. And as you say, it seems a very trivial matter. Uh, I know some of our audience and some of the uh, more serious flight some enthusiasts, they really like that sort of very much detail. But their seats were just a standard non-aircraft type seat. That, that did move, but for some of them and others, the seats didn't move at all. So there was no mechanisms to move it up or down, uh, back and forth, and certainly no motorised seats, say, on the Airbus, which you would see as a standard uh, aircraft setup. So if that's someone's real big thing, the seat's really important, Delta Five doesn't provide that because for their training uh, model and their business model, that's not a critical uh, expense. On the flip side of that, one thing uh, for Delta Five is that they actually manufacture a series of components for their simulators. So particularly the 3D printing and their flat panels and things, which they actually then as a sideline business will provide uh, simulators and service options to providers. I think they really target the chaps in Brazil, so a local market service at the moment. But I don't know if we've seen actually a simulated venue manufacturing any components before, so uh, it's really nice to see their setup for that. Yeah, so I've certainly been to one or two simulators where they've perhaps not taken the approach of buying too much off the shelf from the likes of Flight Deck Simulation, who we talked about earlier, but have made their own. Um, Simfest is obviously a great example where they've salvaged a lot of the parts from old aircraft and, and used a bit of their own ingenuity to, to build around that but this sounds kind of another level from that they're effectively building these parts and acting as a business to supply others uh, as well in, in terms of the venue you mentioned that earlier in, in the the first um, kind of quick summary of why we were interested but it sounds quite interesting as well what were your impressions of the venue um, where it was located you know and the ease of finding it and all the rest of it 
Yeah, so it's at uh, Campo de Mate Airport, if one has the Portuguese uh, pretty close there. So it's the oldest airport uh, in Sao Paulo. It's the first one that was open, 1919, when it first started. So being on site is a really nice part of the environment, I think, for any venue. So you've got to go through security, which I just took an Uber from the hotel, staying at over to the airport. They just uh, pointed out where we needed to go, just checked who we were. Uh, for those driving themselves there, there's uh, off-street parking available, although it can be busy with their training, so always best to check if that can be provided when you arrive. Uh, so they try and help out with that if they can. Being just right on the airport itself, uh, just the other side of the security fences and things, is, uh, it's a really nice part of that environment. You can hear the aircraft. It's obviously uh, biz jets, uh, that type of things nowadays is, uh, as they've moved uh the heavier stuff to other other uh, airports. Um, in terms of facility itself, nice little entrance to that. It's a nice aircraft seat so you could be sitting on. There's a bit of uh, adds to the atmosphere. Nice coffee too, I must say, from the vending machine. I had a few of those uh, to get us through the afternoon, so uh, with a bit of jet lag. And just a really nice warm welcome, and uh, it's, a really, it's a really pleasant experience. Great. It sounds... Um like that uh, the venue is also a, a great plus point for them and i think the other important factor we always try and assess is not just the hardware not just how the simulator performs but also the staff and the business really so what they were like uh, what you thought of the instructors that they had there uh, and what you think that somebody's experience would be if they went to the simulator so what were your views on that so i didn't manage to talk to a few of the staff they're busy with the instructions themselves, so we didn't get a lot of exposure to uh, any of the uh, most of their trainers. But just chatting with Jose, who is uh, their key uh, operations man there and does instruction himself, mostly very experienced. They all have a background, either current uh, airline pilots or retired, or have an engineering background. Uh, they've got a classroom set up as well, as you'd normally see at uh, flight schools. Uh, that was a nice little setup. And you could see in the simulators themselves, there was QRHs available, the proper ones from, say, Airbus and Boeing that were available in the seats. And it really did feel like a you know a nice professional setup. So the, the personal interaction, you always tell quite a lot from people just chatting to them. They knew the business, they knew the training environment, uh, and knew their aircraft really well. One of the questions I always ask myself when I do reviews is, if you were spending your own money, would you return and would you do would you happily do that and i think i get i get the impression i know what your answer is going to be already but what would you say to that andrew yes i think is is uh you know it's uh, from all the positive things i've said already they have a pilot for a day option and depending on what currency of course you're paying in the the fees when we particularly compared to the uk market were very reasonable and their pilot for a day option looked like a really good value package for someone who wants to get some uh, uh, sort of experience, being able to tailor what you're wanting to deliver for training uh, or that simulation scenarios that you want to go through. So, yes, uh, the only downside, of course, is with the training environment that they run, you may not be able to get something straight away. You may be waiting, particularly during a the busy or the popular times during a day, you may be well waiting for a few weeks to uh, get a spot 
uh, depending on how many hours you're booking. So that would be the only downside due to its popularity. Uh, you may not get in straight away, so it's always worth uh, booking on that. And I think finally, the most critical question of all, which I think Elliot is uh, desperate for me to ask, what was the lunch like? Because we've done a number of reviews between us with Elliot and I, and we've never been taken to lunch. So was, it, was that the high point? <laughs> yeah, the Brazilian hospitality. You know, it's, 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 it's world, world renowned. It, it was a lovely lunch and uh, really nice. Uh, it was a very nice uh, treat, treat at the end, and I uh, very much appreciated that. As I'm sure you could see, I was flagging a bit with uh, <laughs> jet lag and uh, and dehydration, perhaps from too much caffeine. So uh, yeah, I don't know. Was it just the approach, the approach you chaps take? You know, I, I don't know how. Yeah. Certainly beats a greasy toasty in Starbucks, doesn't it, Alexis? <laughs> well, I think I think we're obviously going to the wrong venues, Elliot. I think we're going to have to uh, change our strategy in the future and uh, pick and choose some other venues who are happy to take us out to lunch and wine and diners <laughs> might help with flying <laughs> but obviously if we're in the airbus it won't be a problem because it's easy to fly anyway as we've found anyway is, moving this, on this is going to take so much editing alexis <laughs> i love it yeah he just drops the comments and just moves along and as many many ticks as he can get in yeah and before before we have a chance for elliot to reply uh moving along <laughs> great well it sounds like a really good venue there and a real pr- uh, privilege to have that as one of our featured reviews. And it sounds as well like it's really well worth a visit if you're local or happen to be visiting in Sao Paulo. Thanks for to Andrew for visiting and reviewing. Uh, we'll have more episodes covering our Blue Pin featured review venues in the future, so do keep an eye out for those. So there you go. Uh, chat about Delta 5 in Sao Paulo in Brazil. Have a look at the review on our sites as well. There are some photos that we took when we visited so you can see exactly what it's like. Also, if you've been to Delta 5, do let us know what you think. You can add your comments to the review on our site, simulatorreview.com. We'd love to hear what you thought, whether you enjoyed it, what your experience was like, and why. In our next episode, we'll have a look at another of the subjects covered by our articles on our site. We'll be going a bit more into the background behind the article. So I hope you'll join us again for that in two weeks' time. In the meantime, please do subscribe to our podcast. We're available on Apple, Google, Spotify, and quite a few of the podcast services now. And please leave us a star rating and review. Until next episode, it's goodbye from me, and goodbye from Andrew. Goodbye. And it's goodbye from Elliot. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to the Simulator Review podcast. We would love your feedback, so please do comment and rate us. Please follow, share, like and subscribe on all our social media channels where you can see regular updates on new simulator listings and reviews as well as our latest articles. Until next time, happy simming.